honestly, that Melissa for me changed everything in the way that I viewed movement and modifications and being okay, not having to go hard every single time. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, it is such an honor that you are here with me today. And this conversation is so beautiful, so heartfelt. If you are a woman or you know of a woman, which is pretty much everyone who has ever struggled with feeling in love with your body. Like if you are someone who's ever struggled with an eating disorder or judged yourself, or just felt like you couldn't feel into and love the skin that you are in this conversation with Anna Safavi is going to blow your mind. Anna and I actually met through social media. She reached out to me about joining her network marketing company. And although the company wasn't a fit for me, we started to build an incredible relationship. And I had the sheer honor of welcoming Anna into one of my coaching containers. And I was able to witness this woman just really dive deep into her purpose and her mission of really 
empowering women to love the skin that they're in and to fall in love with their bodies. And everything that Anna does is all about body positivity and empowering women to feel good and confident and worthy. And I knew, I knew, I knew I needed to have her on the podcast to share this story and this message. So in this episode, we talk a lot about mirror work and the mindset work it takes to shift the tape that you're playing in your brain over and over again about, you know, that you're not worthy or parts of your body that you might pick apart. We dive deep into her why and her mission and how it is so much more than just, you know, surface level of building a business and that your why is literally the thing that drives every single part of your life. And Anna shares the vision for the brand that she is part of and why she's partnered with such a powerful company. She talks about her struggles with eating disorder and how she navigates through that today, even, you know, years later and the, the journey it has taken to fall in love with the skin that she is in. So my guest today is Anna Safavi. She is on a mission to empower women of all walks of life to feel confident and worthy in their bodies today. After wrestling with an eating disorder and anxiety since the age of 15, she has devoted her career to teaching women how to build confidence and a badass paycheck by wearing clothes made to fit their bodies. Anna is co-creating a new inclusive lifestyle brand that is growing rapidly and always delivering on trend pieces that fit and flatter all figures. She is also passionate about women monetizing their wardrobe through social retail, and she mentors hundreds on her team to grow business on their own terms. Let's dive into my conversation with Anna. Anna, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. You are someone who just like, when I think of you, I think the word is authentic and just like a light. Like I, you've come into my life in such an interesting way. And I'm sure we'll talk about that, but, um, I've been watching you over the past two years, like lean into your message and become so much more vulnerable and even more authentic. And you just the, the mission on your heart, I think is so important. And which is why I'm so excited for this conversation, because I know it's going to set so many women free. So thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love you. I'm so honored that you asked me to be here and I'm, I am pumped to be able to talk today. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> okay. So you may or may not have known that this question was coming, but what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> one boldly courageous thing I've done I would say I recently went down to our headquarters office and was asked to be on, like, we do these things called Fashion Friday, where we do um, live drops. And I was asked after that Fashion Friday to lead like this mindset call for our entire community, right? Thousands of women and a few men. And it's really interesting, Melissa, because, you know, growing up, I have had really bad anxiety, like massive panic attacks. Um, you know, when I was in college, there was a time I was in a public speaking class and was asked to give like a two minute speech in front of 10 people, right? Like not a big thing. Right. But as I stood up, I walked out of the door and laid on the concrete floor right outside of the classroom and could not pick myself back up. Like I almost called 911. <laughs> and so I think back to you know, my 22 year old self, and then being asked to present in front of 
thousands of women live. And I think about how bold and beautiful this process has been for me and, um, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone time and time and again, and growing through that experience. But I found such freedom in it. And as I was, you know, hosting this mindset call and sharing my heart and sharing value for my network, I just found this freedom. And I felt like, wow, like, look at how far you have come. And it's all been because I've been willing to take those steps to fail and fall flat on my face and have those panic attacks and work through my anxiety and get to a place where I feel so confident in who I am today that I feel unstoppable. And I want every single person I know to also embrace that. And so Mm. that was just a huge, a huge moment for me to see how far I have come and to feel really free in what I was saying. I didn't feel like I had to put on a mask and pretend to be somebody else, you know, because on social media, you can look around and you can think like, oh my gosh, that girl has it all together. This person is, you know, doing this and it's easy to compare. Right. But I have never felt more free in who I am. I don't feel like I have to cover up anything and to be able to speak in front of so many people and feel alive was huge. Oh, I have chills listening to you speak because I mean, I've heard you speak before and you know, the way that you articulate and the way that you share the things that you're passionate about to me, it seems like, of course you were able to speak in front of a thousand women. Right. But this is kind of where you are today. And I know that there's women listening going like, I wish that I could do that. You know, public speaking is not my jam or I hide myself or I'm afraid to be seen. So what was the process that you had to grow through? in order to get to a point where you show up on social media so confidently, like your stories are just so natural and, you know, to be able to go to a conference with your peers and to be able to channel through this beautiful message, like what, what was the, like, what was the work that you had to do in order for that, in order for this to be the reality of your life? Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, honestly, Melissa, it's been such a process, right? And I think that's something that people need to to recognize is this isn't like a night and day process where you make a decision and the next day it's like, here I am, right? This has been a process that I've been going through for about five years now, you know, entering into my industry and feeling terrified, like shaking, sweating, not knowing how to show up on a live, not showing, knowing how to show up in my stories. And for a while, when I first started, honestly, I wasn't showing my true authentic self in the way that I do now. I tried, but I was nervous to say the wrong thing because I didn't want to, you know, offend anybody or I didn't want to cause any conflict because again, like I'm more of a people pleaser. So I wanted to make sure that like my message was going and, you know, just not causing anybody to feel like uncomfortable. Right. And it took me really taking the step to show up consistently every single day to make the decision that I wanted to change, not only, you know, not for other other people, not for, you know, my kids, not for my husband, not for, you know, my friends, but for me, I needed to change for me. And so, you know, taking those steps to show up on social media, taking those steps to really think about my message. Why am I doing this? Right. There's of course, like the, you know, end result of, you know, earning income 
or, you know, becoming a top leader, all of those things. Right. But like at the heart of it, like, why do I want to do this? And I had to get really dialed in with that. And part of that, Melissa was coaching with you, right. And being able to have those conversations and be challenged in that way to really think like, what is my mission here? Because at the end of the day, we're not always motivated every day to get up and do the work it takes to get to where we want to go. You don't wake up and think like, yay, I get to, you know, do three posts today or whatever your, whatever your thing is. Right. But for me, it was making that decision and then coming back to my why every single day. And as I, as I really honed in my, on my why it became very crystal clear to me how I needed to show up. And the more I did that, the more freeing it was. So honestly, it was time and effort and consistently showing up. And, you know, as I've grown in my leadership, of course, I'm coaching other women to do the same, right? So I have to walk the walk. I can't just tell people, here's what you do. I have to be showing people that. And I, and in order to show that I have to truly be myself. Right. And so, you know, it was through dialing in and recognizing my why I truly believe Every single woman on this planet deserves to look in the mirror and say, there she is to see themselves the way that God or their higher being or whatever you believe in to see yourself in the way that you are meant to be Hmm. right. And I know for me, there was so much of my life where I felt like I needed to be somebody else, where I felt like I needed to lose the last five pounds, 10 pounds. I felt like I needed to wear clothes a certain way, have my makeup done a certain way, whatever it is. Right. And to truly look in the mirror and love who I am, that was a process, but it took consistently showing up and pushing past all the insecurities, the barriers, the messages that were in my head ingrained from when I was a little girl. Right. And to and to push against those and challenge those messages and say like, that's not true. That's not true about me. I recognize that I am worthy today as I am. And the more that I channeled that, the more I, you know, did meditations, affirmations, mm-hmm. um, the more I realized like, this is true. This is who I am. And people can feel that mm-hmm. people can see that, you know, you think when you're showing up on social media or with your friends in real life, like people can see when you're just trying to like conform to what you believe you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, this is me mm-hmm. and you can feel that. And it's, it's the most freeing experience I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it all goes back to consistently showing up and coming back to why you are doing what you are doing. I, I, there's so much, um, power in your why, right. And I, I feel like sometimes we just get so caught in like autopilot of not even knowing why we're doing the things that we're doing, because we're just, you know, it takes, it takes bandwidth and brain power and energy to like stop and become present to whatever the operating system is that you're running on. Right. And so I I feel like we just do things because we think that's just what we need to do, or it's what we've been taught or it's what we've seen. So I love that you're sharing like the why, because especially in network marketing. So 
I shared this a little bit in the intro, but you are a very, you're very successful in the social retailing space. You've partnered with, uh, a fashion, um, brand body positive fashion brand, which I want to talk yeah. about and, um, which is in the direct selling space. And we talk about this, like, what's your, why, what's your, why, what's your, why? And there's layers to a why, right? Like one, why could be, I want to pay off debt or, you know, I want time freedom with my kids. And those to me are circumstantial. Like your happiness is becoming based on a circumstance of reaching a certain rank or making a certain amount of money or being able to walk away from your job. And it feels like a surface level circumstantial why. And I know, and I want to talk about your why, but I know that those things are fleeting because once you hit it, it's like, then what? What do you do when you have the money? What do you do when you have the time? What's the thing that's going to keep you going? So what is your why? Like, what is the deeper purpose for you? Because I know it's not about selling beautiful clothing and I know it's not about having money. It's obviously a lot deeper than that because you wouldn't be doing what you're doing if it wasn't. So what is your, what is your why? My why is that every woman on this earth I want, I truly believe that what we are creating here is going to allow every woman to look in the mirror and see herself the way that God sees her to look in the mirror and say, there she is, whether you are 76 years old, whether you are 23 years old, whether you are a size two X, whether you are a size small, whether you are you know, a certain religion, a certain race. I don't care who you are on this planet. I believe that you are meant to look in the mirror and love the reflection that you see. And that's why I'm here. Um, because I believe that that will change the world. Yeah. I believe we need more confident women on this planet showing up as themselves, dismissing all the bullshit that's come your <laughs> throughout your life that said, you need to be this, you need to be this, you need to be this to completely say, no, not, not anymore. That is not okay with me. This is who I am. And I love me. Mm. It's such a beautiful purpose and why, and thank you for, for sharing that. And I know, um, you know, coming from, I came from the fitness industry, um, and had struggled to be in my body for, my whole life because it didn't feel safe because I had sexual trauma because I didn't like the attention that I would get from men. Um, because I felt like lazy or, uh, I judged myself for not being consistent with things and, you know, all of the negative self-talk that goes on inside a woman's brain. Like, seriously, I, I feel like sometimes if we could play the tape out loud, it would be so powerful for people to hear like what really goes on inside of our minds. And I remember, um, after doing my first competition going into, well, it was after, after my last competition, being a health and wellness expert and really hating fitness because I was doing it not from a place of love. It was from a place of, you know, shame or, um, resentment for my body. And I would wake up in the morning and I would look in the mirror and I would literally, I didn't even know I was doing this until like we, you know, like we're talking about now until I actually slowed down and really started to pay attention to 
the ways in which I was speaking to myself. And I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, you need, you need to do more cardio. Like you've been so lazy, stop eating cookies. Like, you, you know, you, there's cellulite here. Your abs aren't showing, you know, it was just like, always the first thing that would go on in my mind. And I, I, I had no idea that I was even doing it, you know, like I wasn't even aware. And you talked a lot about self-love and I feel like it starts there, but it's so much more than just the things that we say to ourselves, right? It's the way that we, um, view our time and our energy and our relationships, our boundaries. But, um, I want to talk about just this idea of actually being in your body, because I know that a lot of women just completely disassociate right from actually being in their, in their body. So what is that process been like for you? Like, are there embodiment practices that you do? Are there things that you do on a day-to-day basis or work that you've gone through to actually get out of your head and like be in your physical body? Yeah. Well, first of all, as you're saying that, Melissa, like my heart breaks that you had that experience because, you know, I look at you and I see this absolutely beautiful woman that stands before me. Right. And I think that's the hard thing is that so many women don't understand that they are so powerful and they are so worthy and that we view all of these things about ourselves, but it's like, that's just not true. That's not true. Right. And so it breaks my heart that you experienced that. And I experienced the same. I used to look at my thighs and think, oh my gosh, if they could only be thinner, if I could only have the cellulite away, if I, you know, if my boobs could only be like a little bit higher because now they're down here, right? Like all the things, right? Um, A huge process for me was honestly understanding that fitness is not a punishment. Yes. So growing up, I, you know, I took all the diet pills all of them. And I would exceed the dosage times four, right. Heart palpitations, all the things. And I would go and do like cardio for two hours. I would lift weights, all the things. And for me, again, like you said, I didn't realize why I was doing that. I didn't realize like all of the negative things I was saying, like, go harder, go harder. Yes, you can. Ah, like, go big or go home. Right. Like that saying just kind of would always go through my head. If you could only do this much more, then you'll be good enough. Right. And so after I had my son, um, he's now, he's turning eight next week. I realized I didn't feel comfortable at a gym at all. I always recognized, um, that I felt like there were men that were just like staring. I felt like I was comparing myself to the other women in the gym. Just, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was finding joy in my movement. I was really there to like grind it. Right. I was introduced to a, um, brand called bar three. It's a, it's a, it's a type of workout that you can do. There's a lot of different bar variations. They're all amazing. Um, but I started going to this studio that's near me. It's called bar three Kirkland. And, um, and honestly that Melissa for me changed everything in the way that I viewed movement and modifications and being okay, not having to go hard every single time. So I think that was kind of the beginning of that process for me, because when we do bar three, it's all about like honoring where you're at today. So you're moving, you're doing your different holds, but if you need to come out, it's a no judgment zone. 
if you want to modify and stand up and ditch your weights, totally fine. Right. And I will say when I first went, I felt like I had to do it all because that's just what was in my mind. Right. Um, but the longer I did it, the more I realized, like, actually, I want to stand up and just just focus on this right now. Or actually, I want lighter weights today because I feel pretty sore. Right. And I started to practice that mm-hmm. and realize, like, I needed to honor where I was at in the moment. Mm. And through that process, um, after my daughter was born, she's five years old now, I actually started teaching bar three. And because for me, it was like I had learned this process and then I wanted to be able to educate women coming into the studio to know like when you enter through these doors, your job is to honor your body Mm. and feel your movement today. So in certain movements, I'll say like, I want you to close your eyes and go inward. I want you to think, how do you feel in this moment? Mm -hmm. What is your body telling you? What are the things that are going on in your head? Mm -hmm. Are they true or are they lies? And if they're lies, let them go. Right. And so that was kind of a process for me. And now I always, you know, you'll see on my platform, I say together, we move for joy. Mm. That's that period. Okay. So you're not punishing yourself for the tequila you had last night. You're not punishing yourself for the cookies. You're not punishing yourself for, you know, being in this space, right? Like moving is a privilege. Mm. The fact that we have two legs that move, the fact that we have two arms that move, the fact that you woke up today, that's a privilege. So let's move our, our body. Let's find joy in this moment and let's have some fun. Right. Like why, why don't we have fun? Right. Like life is, life is too short to not celebrate it. And so that was a big process for me. And then again, you know, affirmations for me, affirmations are powerful. It's my love language. It's how I fuel myself. And so, you know, one of the practices I I started um, was to look in the mirror and at first it felt so kind of silly, honestly. Um, But I would look in the mirror eyeball to eyeball. Mm -hmm. Right. I would just say 10 times in a row, slowly, not just like over and over and over again, but I would just say, I love you. Mm. I love you. I love you. And I would just be speaking that into myself. And over time, that became a really powerful tool for me to truly look in the mirror and be like, man, yes, like all of you all of you, not just your body, but your spirit, your mind, like who you are today, like you are incredible. So for me, that was a really powerful experience, um, along with truly training my brain to move for joy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. I resonate with this so much. And the mind it's, it really is such a powerful, um, it creates such a powerful frequency mm-hmm. for that container, right? I remember going to the gym and and being there because I was uh, unhappy with the way I looked versus going there as a as an act of self love. It was punishment, right? Like you were saying, and none of that feels fun. Like why would you ever want to keep going back to things that feel painful? Oh. And um, the mirror work piece was, I mean, in, in some way, shape or form, we're all doing mirror work. It's either pouring love or pouring pain. Right. So like when I was sharing that story about waking up in the morning, that's mirror work, but I'm literally 
judging and, you know, picking myself apart and in the frequency of exposing my shadow, Mm -hmm. like our shadow, our shadow are the parts of us that we hide away, that we judge, that we hate, that we loathe the, you know, the, all of the times that we've failed or that we've gone against our word, or we've been manipulative or the, the pieces of us that we, that we shun. And like any child that hurts people that bullies, you know, the bully is the one that needs the most love because they're acting out of a place of shadow. Right. And so when we wake up in the morning and we're looking in the mirror and we're judging those parts of us, it's really, that's, it's really the parts of us that need love. Right. So we're like doing the exact opposite. Um, I've been like playing with this idea lately of, of like loving the shadow more because that's truly what it needs of like, I see you and I accept you because you are part of, you know, this beautiful masterpiece that is, that is me. But the mirror work part, I feel, I wish more women had access to this knowledge, this gift that you're sharing right now of the looking, looking yourself in the mirror and like, holding yourself in that. And I know for me, like embodiment is being in the body and mirror work for me, what helps me feel the most feminine, the most beautiful, the most express is throwing on my like favorite hot girl music and like getting down in front of the mirror where no one's watching and just being in my body. And I feel like women dress for other women they dress for themselves. But I know for me, the places where I've felt the most insecure has been in my romantic partnerships. And what I'm coming to find is that at least in, in my experience is that the more you women embrace what they have, the more embodied they are, the more men receive that. Yeah. Like, like a woman I'm thinking back to like when I was in my fitness days and I was like 4% body fat, or maybe that's not true. I was 20% body fat. I don't think I ever got to 4%, but like, (laughs) I don't know where that number came from, but like, I was like low, low, low body fat, ripped, ripped, ripped. Yep. I was not in my body. No. And now I'm, I'm like curvier and I like my curves. You know, I, I'm like, I think they're sexy and like, I can be in my body and men respond to that so much more. And so you can see that you can see when a woman is like so embodied and in her feminine and in love with the softness of her body and the curves and the wideness of her hips and the fullness of, you know, her, whatever, like she oozes like this radiance and we all have access to that, right? We all have access. And then we, I've seen women that are a prisoner to the food scale and the mirror and the size of their clothes and the way that they look in the gym. And it's like, I, I really truly feel like they're in prison, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so I love that you shared the, the mirror work because it's some of the most powerful work you can do is to just see yourself and hold yourself in that space of love. And I think it's, I think the thing is we all have access to mirror work. We all have a mirror in our house, right? <laughs> yeah. So not like it's this hard thing to access. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> it's right there in front of you. And I think that there's a fear for a lot of women to try it to experience because, you know, it takes really looking at yourself and taking that moment and 
we don't do that enough for ourselves. We don't give ourselves that space to honor who we are. And it doesn't need to be an hour long session, right? But it could be five minutes of pouring into yourself. And, you know, if you're listening to this, like I challenge you today, after you listen to this podcast, I challenge you to practice, Mm. put into practice what we're saying, because you can hear all of these things. You can hear what we've done to help our situation, to help ourselves grow forward. But until you put that into action, you're not going to see the result. Right. And mirror work has changed everything for me and it might feel uncomfortable. It probably will. 100% it will, (laughs) you know, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but to truly look at who you are and to love the parts of you that you, like you said, your shadow, like for me, that was like my thighs, right? I always, I hated my thighs because I have really thick thighs. Now I'm like, damn, like these are beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. look at how strong these legs are. Look at what they've carried me through. Look at how I have been able to have two children and like carry the weight of that. Look at how I've been able to move my body. Look at just look at what we have walked through this whole life. You have got, you've walked me through all of these barriers step by step. And thank you. Thank you for being a part of me, right? Thanking the parts of our body or the inner parts that are broken from experiences that maybe we didn't put on ourselves or experiences that we walked through, but like recognizing those experiences have all allowed us to transform and to think of it as a way to become the higher version of ourselves. And so I truly challenge you listening to this today to look in the mirror, eyeball to eyeball and share love over yourself, whether it's saying, I love you over and over, or whether it's turning on some fun music and dancing and watching your beautiful curves and how they move and how they navigate. Right. Or like looking at a part of you that maybe you have wrestled with and, and seeing beauty in that and speaking beauty over that out loud Yes, because you deserve that your, your body, your inner soul, like it deserves to have that love poured back in. Mm. So good. It's, and it, you're right. I mean, it's such powerful, powerful stuff. And this is the deep relationship that we get to build within ourselves, right? This is, this is the, power of recognizing the inner monologue, like you were saying before and recognizing that it's based on lies. It's not based on truth. And we can, we can choose a different, a different truth. And I know, um, you've been really open on your, on your social media and your platform and some of the the mission, your purpose of, of the, um, the eating disorder that you had when you were younger and, and coming out on the other side of that. And now you're, um, partnered with a brand that is, uh, uh, very much, um, body positive it's fashion forward, it's athleisure. Um, so how do you, do you ever run into moments where, um, because you're, you're dealing with, you didn't choose like skincare or hair care, right? You chose something that's very much about adorning the body. 
And so I'm curious, like, as you've been building your business, are there moments where you find Ed coming back and how do you navigate that being in a business where you're empowering women, but so much of it is focused on the way that we dress or the way that we like clothe ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, so my eating disorder started when I was 15, my parents um, went through a divorce and for me, it was a big thing of control. I needed to have some type of control in my life. And for me, that came in the form of what I put in my body or what I did not put in my body. Right. So, um, you know, I, for a long time, I didn't eat at all. Um, then I went into, you know, lots of different methods that, you know, basically any eating disorder that you could think of, I've been there and done that. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, eating disorder, I I always say I'm in eating disorder recovery because I think when you have an eating disorder, it's something that you will come across at different moments of your life. Um, the more that you get healthy, the more that you're practicing areas of self-love, the more you can, you can hear those, those voices. No, that's not true. Right. So for me, yes, that has come up. Um, there have been times actually last year when we were in COVID, I was homeschooling my kids. I was under a lot of stress. Um, I actually had a lot of anxiety coming back just with like what was happening in the world. And I found myself not taking care of myself in moments, um, where, you know, I was so busy throughout the day that I wouldn't eat. And then I was like starving. Right. And so then I'd like binge. Right. And I think for me in those moments, like there was a season where I definitely saw myself coming to a place that was unhealthy. Right. But then I was able to recognize it and recognize that this was not me anymore. And I needed to make a change. Mm. So it's like those, those voices will come back or like old habits can come back when we're under a lot of stress. And for me, it's in those moments where I recognize, okay, I see what's happening here. I see that I'm wanting to, you know, skip a meal here, or I see that I'm, you know, starting to like not want to eat or eat more excessive at night or whatever it is. And that's when I realize I need to slow down. I need to slow down and I need to take a minute to pour back into myself. Right. And so for me, it's been, because again, we're all busy, right. We're always like running around, running around. Um, and so you can get caught in that trap. And so it's, it's recognizing, okay, I see these old patterns coming back. That means I need to slow down and I need to take a moment for myself. Mm -hmm. And I need to recognize like, why am I here? And am I practicing that for that for myself? Mm. I will say in the last probably 10 months, I have been in a really healthy space um, where if those, if those messages come up, I can quickly say like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, not anymore. Right. But it's practice and it's taken a moment for me to be able to understand what those thoughts are for me. Um, and then just to step back and, and take a day for myself Mm. and be unapologetic about that. Like, you know, now what, what it is that you need in order to function as a high-performing leader, as you know, the matriarch of your household, as you know, a great mom, a partner, like all those things. Um, 
it comes back to the mantra of, I love you. I love you. I love you. And because I love you, I take the space. And because I love you, I do these things because I love you. I care for myself this way. And what I'm hearing you say truly is it comes back to that vision and that why, and it's, it's not just about your why in the way that you run your business. It's your why in the, in the way that you live your life and being a woman of integrity and being a woman of your word and really like honoring that it's not always going to be perfect. Right. No, it's it's com- the complete opposite of control. It's power. Like I believe that when we try to control everything and we try to manipulate things, we're actually out of power. But when you are in your power, you are recognizing that you don't need to control things yeah. and yeah. you will make mistakes, but that you can always come back to your root or your core of, I love you. And this is my why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for so many people that are top performers, you can think like, well, I can't, I can't stop. I can't slow down because if I do that, mm-hmm. then this and this and this won't happen. Right. You think like, I, ju- I just have to keep on going and we'll figure that out later. Right. <laughs> but what I've learned. <laughs> yes. We've been there. <laughs> is that we, we truly, in order to be a top performer in order, order to get to where you want to go, you have got to model what you preach. Yes. And if you're not modeling that, people feel it, right? And they're going to feel your like desperation or they're going to feel you being like, we have to do this. We have to do this. And then that, that grabs onto them and then they start to feel it. And and it's just this ripple effect, right? But if you're saying, Hey guys, you know what? Today is a family day for me. I actually, I'm going to go offline and you, I trust that you guys have, you guys have it all. You yes. already know yes. you, you got this. I need to take 24 hours and just kind of reset myself because I want every woman that works with me to give herself permission to do that without any judgment. But if I don't do that for myself, how can I expect other people to practice that? It's so true. And that just leads to burnout, right? When people are like, go, 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 go. And then they like crash because they haven't been taking care of themselves. Yeah. But you could change the narrative to know, like, this is a day that I'm, I'm just going to pour back into me. Mm-hmm. And then in 24 hours, I'm back 48 hours. I got you. Yeah. But also I trust you to know that you have the power to know what you need to do because Ultimately, it's not me that's, I'm not controlling you. You have it within yourself, right? So that's true empowerment, right? That's the, that's how you empower your team to uh, build confidence, right? Cause they'll make mistakes and they'll learn from it and they'll keep growing versus if you're always there to pick them up when they fall, they're never going to learn how to stand up, right? It's just like, and then you probably have learned that too, from being an incredible mom of like, you can't always be there to save your kids. Like they have to figure some stuff out on their own. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like I can't always wipe your butt. Like you got to <laughs> learn your buddy, like, you know, like some point, like, you know, your partner down the line might be like, listen, <laughs> like, what is this? Got to figure like, it out. <laughs> got to figure it out. You got to, you got to figure out how to button your pants or, you know, pack yeah. your, like whatever that is, you have to teach people mm. to take care of themselves, how to take care of their business, how to take care of whatever it is. Right. 
because we can't do it for everybody. Yeah. Also recognizing that you are a human being. You're not a robot, right? We're not robots behind the screen. We're real people. Mm-hmm. And we are deserving of our own time too. Mm. So boundaries, right? I love this. Yeah. We could, I mean, we could talk for hours on that. You know, I'm, I'm like, that's my love language is boundaries. I'm like, please give me some boundaries. So I know what I can and cannot do. Um, okay. So before we wrap this up, I'd really love for you to share a little bit more about, um, what you're co-creating the brand that you're part of the mission and the vision. And, and if women are wanting to learn from you, connect with you, how they can get into your world. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm with a brand called Savvy, and we are a lifestyle brand that represents women of all walks of life, right? And our mission is to empower women to get moving and feel really confident in who they are today. So we don't ask you to change anything about yourself. We don't want you to feel like you have to be somebody different. Truly, we want you to come as you are and to love who you are. Right. And so this brand, you know, we recently launched, um, September, 2021, and it has truly been the most powerful experience of my life. Um, and I say that because this has allowed me to not only understand myself on a deeper level, but to help other women understand themselves on a deeper level. So we offer inclusive pieces. We are highly versatile, right? So you're going to find your active wear. You're going to find your essential everyday pieces. You're going to find your layering pieces. Everything that we do, we make on actual women. Okay. So that's something that was really powerful for me to hear because, you know, being somebody that's curvier with a smaller waist, bigger hips and butt, I struggled to find clothes that actually fit me right. That I didn't feel like I was trying to like fit into because of a size as of whatever. Right. But actual clothes that are made on women so that we, as women that have soft bodies that move a lot can give feedback and make sure that our pieces are meant for you, mm. right. They're made for you. And so, um, you know, this brand is currently in the United States, we are going to be expanding globally. We do all of our manufacturing with wrap certified companies. So everything is done with integrity at the core, um, making sure that anybody that touches our pieces from, you know, design process to, you know, manufacturing to shipping, everybody's experiencing a positive environment, receiving fair pay, you know, people that want to be there. And, you know, for me, I believe that women will change the world, period, period. And I believe that what we adorn ourselves with, what we wear impacts how we feel about ourselves. I believe that when you put on pieces that are made for you, it truly puts you in a, in a headspace, in a mindset where you're like, I got this, Mm -hmm. right? We all get dressed every single day right? But why not wear a brand that represents women of all walks of life, your race, your age, your background, your religion, your, your size, it does not matter. You are welcome here and we love and embrace you. And for me, this experience to be aligned with the brand has not only allowed me to build a business, right? Build a really successful business, 
great, awesome. Um, but I, I'm able to do something that I do every single day. I get dressed every single day, right? We all get dressed. Unless you live in a nudist colony and you're listening here, like giggling at me, like, girl, I'm naked right now. Like whatever. <laughs> right. But like most of us, and I, I, I would join you, but like my husband might be like, what? But you know, unless, I mean, we get dressed every single day. So why not align with a brand that is truly representative of everyone? And for me, monetizing that has been incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's changed my life and yes, financially, that is the result, right? Like that's a result, like we talked about, but the result, while it's amazing, my why and the stories that I've been able to be a part of, of women saying like, for the first time, I actually wanted to get dressed in the morning. Cause I could not wait to put my outfit together. Like that instant moment of getting dressed and just feeling like, yeah, I feel good today. Yeah. Like that's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And you hear like the quote, you know, clothes won't change the world, but the women that wear them will. And that's true. It's so true. I think we get so caught up in this idea that like, um, you know, in order to look good, you have to spend a ton of money on clothes. And I mean, I've tried on really expensive stuff that I'm like, this looks terrible on me and I don't feel good in it. And then I've tried on things that's fast fashion that, you know, maybe would be a little bit less expensive. And I feel so embodied when I hosted an event a couple of years ago and I had on a $26 dress from forever 21 that I felt like an absolute goddess in. And I just radiated at a different level. And I had an $1,800 handbag on stage with me. And I was like, this is the, that also made me feel equally as amazing. And so it's really, it, it is that it is the way that you feel in it and clothes that are made for you instead of you trying to fit into something because society says that's what you should be wearing. Like you will never radiate. Like, I love seeing you put pieces together. You guys have to follow Anna on uh, social because you're so great at the way you put outfits together and the way that you style things and you keep it so real and so authentic, like who you are on your social media is who you are in real life. And I've had the privilege of knowing both sides of seeing you build a brand, but also being able to see behind the scenes. So I'm just celebrating you and, and your mission and your purpose and what you're doing for women and, and how you truly lead from the heart. I think it's so important that, um, for women that they see the example of what it looks like to, um, walk a path that maybe is a little bit different, but feels true to yourself. And you, you know, you carry your message so powerfully and I, it's such a beautiful example for women. So I'm just so glad that we were able to have this conversation. (laughs) I love you so much. It has meant so much to me to be able to have this conversation with you. I could talk about it all. All (laughs) So last question before we wrap up, what is something that you are celebrating right now? Oh gosh. You know, that's my favorite question. (laughs) I do. I do. You know, I am celebrating this journey today. I actually just the other day, um, the co-owner Jen Ashby gave me a call. Um, I had had kind of a rough day. My family has been dealing with some things that my son's going through. And, um, and she gave me a call cause she could just sense in my text that I was having a rough day. And, you know, we talked about this entire journey and what it looks like to co-create 
And, and for me, I am celebrating the fact that we are here, that we are building something so powerful and I'm celebrating the journey of it because I think, I think so many times we get so caught up on like, I have to have a big win in order to celebrate. And, you know, those big wins come, right. But like you said, it's like when you all of a sudden are making the money or you're all of a sudden having this result, it comes and then there's something next. Right. But I think the important thing is celebrating every single moment, um, of what you are creating, whatever that is. I had a conversation with a woman that's going to be joining me and she's walking through a cancer. Um, she's, she's in cancer treatment right now. And, you know, I was celebrating with her, like she feels good today and she's going in for chemo, you know, in a couple of days. And, and I just think like really embracing the positive moments and embracing what you have been able to accomplish today. Like I'm celebrating this conversation because this means a lot to me, Melissa, to be here. And so just celebrating the journey. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I love that. I think it's so important to, to celebrate the smaller milestones all along the way, because sometimes the big goal or the big celebration can feel really far. And so yeah. it's so important yeah. to celebrate yourself. I love that. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I love you. Thank you <laughs> so much for, thank you so much for starting this conversation because it was, you reached out to me about savvy. And even though it wasn't a fit, we built a beautiful relationship because of your genuine heart. And I'm yeah. grateful for that. I'm grateful to know you. It's been such a pleasure to watch you shine and grow. And, um, I'm so excited for the world to hear your message through this platform. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Melissa. Yeah. And if you guys love this episode, which I know you will, please share it with someone tag Anna tag myself on Instagram so that we can celebrate you. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.